this is the second part of the conversation Danny and I were having in episode three. And we joined the conversation with me posing the question of why is it that the workplace can still be such a challenging place for women? We really love this conversation and hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. So what is making us still now struggle with this stuff as women? I think there's like a few different things that women are more impacted by and it's it's the kind of things that usually show up like even in the gender pay gap you know women are more likely to take a career break than men if they've had children they're going to have more childcare or caring commitments stereotypically than to men yeah they're usually the kind of not breadwinners of the household as such but like they're the caregivers of the household if you know what I mean so they're making sure bills are paid we are the like the bosses when it comes to this stuff we're just not being paid as such for it I think at the end of the day it comes down to like we do have women have a lot of different roles to men stereotypically when it comes to caregiving kind of roles and things we do take career breaks like if we have children um you know maternity leave all these different things do impact us so I think yeah I think I think it all adds up when you think about it It does and isn't it funny because there's that part of it so we're doing the as women generally do more you know I think that's okay to make that generalization it exists but also then in the workplace then struggling to ask for our worth right so we're doing extra work at home but then we're also doing extra work at work (laughs) like how often is it that we pick up the extra tasks and just accept that as being oh okay that's the way it is I had this conversation with a friend actually like this week where um she talked about the difference between one person who had said yeah I'll do that that's fine but there's a difference in gender between those two people Um, and time and time again these things come up don't they yeah 100 percent. but how do we tackle it dan how do we tackle it because we need to be the solution finder i think there's two aspects to this so i think there's one from us as women like we need to be more active in speaking up for ourselves and for our other colleagues But I think the second thing is that we really need to look at like, and this is the hard one, like the organisational change. And actually, I suppose the the structure of work as well. And one thing that I think is starting or has started to change, and it has been really good as an outcome of COVID, when we were in the pandemic, flexible working is now becoming the norm we're not you know a lot of organizations had to start doing working from home and you're you're starting to see that coming more and more into the workplace I know a lot of places that were really really rigid before like you had to be in the office nine to five Monday to Friday um and I, I take this as an example for one of my friends and it's like now they're doing some days you work from home now for her with her kids that's like easier for her to do she needed that flexibility there wasn't that flexibility before it was so rigid so I think there's things like that that can address those kind of concerns but I think like the main thing is us as women need to start speaking up more 
Yeah, absolutely. And it is, you know, it all is on the, in the same pot, Danny, isn't it? Just as you've said there, um, the workplace isn't designed for women, um, isn't flexible. It's, I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like for a woman in a professional role having to have the discussion <laughs> about having a baby. Um, yeah. It must just be so challenging. And like, certainly if you're somebody who's looking to progress in your career, especially at a rapid pace, yeah. that must be such a challenging environment to be in. So yeah, all the think- things. I think people always forget because I remember this being one of the main things that and my mum always attributes this when she talks about her career is that so you have your time where you're on maternity leave but then you've got a good chunk of time when they're going to school where you're going to have to probably go part-time because you're having to do the school so my mum went from like working full-time to part-time when me and my brother were around because she had to make sure she was off for three o'clock and that severely impacted her career progression because she was only part-time yeah and it goes it goes then to the undervaluing of the different energy that a woman brings to the workplace and there are fantastic employers out there who recognize that and recognize the benefit of like having that um female energy in the workplace and and I guess all the I mean this talk about skill set like are you ever going to find someone that can manage and juggle projects better than a woman who's got like loads of kids <laughs> you know what I mean I look at my friends with children and I am in awe of them um I don't know why as a prospective employer you wouldn't do that but you know Dan I have it in my own way you know, my husband is unwell I'm like you know effectively a non-cater for him and my career had to take a big shift so I focus my career around freedom freedom of my time freedom to work from home and I had to start saying no and putting boundaries up around Mm -hmm. traveling because like when I have to travel that means I have to think about who's going to be around for Callum like who's going to be there to um sort things out never mind the worry that comes with that so that changed my career trajectory you know and that's great because I was in a position that I was able to mold the career that I wanted Mm -hmm. to because of the kind of life that I want to lead Mm -hmm. um um but not everyone's in that position are they and it's tough it is really really tough and I think yes you're right this thing all contributes back to why women are being paid less in the workplace yeah and would you say this is just putting a question out there going forward in your career would flexibility be like a non-negotiable for you now it is is, it's a hundred percent I struggled with it I always want to be excellent in everything I did so putting bound and also I've always just worked too much so putting boundaries in place I find really really difficult I suppose it's like it's just, just it is a non-negotiable that's the point I don't have a choice I've got to put my family first so yes it is a non-negotiable I'd never work in an environment where I have to go into an office I would never take on a project that meant I had to travel lots mm-hmm. um, I would never um, to be honest Callum aside I'd never want to work in an environment where I have to have structure every day so there's lots of things that I've learned I've had to put non-negotiables and around and flexibility is a big part of that Danny but again that's I understand the privilege in yeah. that 
the privileged position I'm in that I have a working life balance that I'm able to do that I'm able to be you know a primary decision maker in how I work it's not like that for everyone yeah exactly so and I think maybe the thing as well so you know we've talked a little bit about the reoccurring word coming up here is having confidence like having the confidence to speak up what would you say is the way to build that because I know like that is something and I'm still on that progress like that career progress and building on that it's something that I have struggled with my whole career so as you've developed more confidence outwardly because you absolutely have has any of it so I'm I'm answering your question by giving (laughs) a question but has any of it shifted inside do you think like really, truly, do you feel at your core that you're becoming more confident? Are you just getting better at faking it? Oh, that's a hard one. It's like a therapy question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, I think a little bit, but I think a lot of it is show, right? Yeah. So there's like, there's there's a, a voice in my head that says you need to show up for yourself in this way. But inside, I'm still in absolute turmoil. Like, oh my yeah. God, I'm not do this or like show up or ask for this it, it's still deeply uncomfortable for me to have these conversations with people yeah but I have talked a little bit about this on our TikTok recently about how I started to build confidence in work and one of the best bits of advice that I got from a mentor was to seek feedback in everything yeah. that I did so I literally, like at the end of everything, even if it was a small task, was going, how do you think that went? Like, how do you, where could I have done better? Yeah. And I was just becoming this like crazy person, constantly asking for feedback. But it was because when I was speaking with my mentor, he said exactly that. He said, you can exude all this confidence. But he's like, I can see you and you do not have a shred of it inside. And he was like, you need to start hearing what other people are seeing in you. Mm, and going and asking for that feedback it was like I would say what did I do well on there so so it wasn't just somebody saying oh you did really good because like it just goes over your head right yeah it it doesn't resonate that was somebody going you did really good at this today and you know it was giving the evidence so then it was like starting to resonate with me and I was becoming a bit more confident Oh, I'm I'm quite good at that because my colleagues have said that several times now uh-huh. this is something that I'm good at and honestly it's so simple but it's been one of the most impactful things for me building my confidence up at work uh, I know it's, it is so important feedback is so important and um ra- like I always try and promote a culture of radical honesty and it sounds like buzzwordy but it is <laughs> what it is right but um, when you make that a cornerstone of your team and your like team are grounded in being honest with each other and giving honest feedback, then what it does is it stops a little bit of that discomfort around when someone gives you negative feedback, but also like you need to know when shit isn't going right. You absolutely yeah. need to do that. And if that's done with kindness and compassion, because that always has to be done with kindness and compassion and almost depersonalized as well. It's like, yeah. here's the outcome. And this is why that outcome was like negatively affected or positively, if the feedback's positive, of course. So important, Danny, because people, and I've probably said this so many times, blowing smoke up our arses is not the answer. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I can, apart from it now, so you and I had this conversation not long ago, I can see through it a mile away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are actually damaging my confidence by lying to me or trying to like be complimentary when like I know that that's not an area that I'm complimented. You need to be complimenting me on. So yes, I agree with you. Getting feedback, but also like encouraging other people to be radical, radically honest yeah. in their feedback and you doing the same. Yeah. you're doing the same it's really really important I liked what you said there about depersonalizing it as well because and I know I won't be the only person that will resonate with this I really struggle with getting yeah. constructive criticism right and I I can put my hands up and say that I, I've struggled and I still struggle with it because it's very hard for me not to take it personally yeah. and to immediately go to okay well they thought I was crap at that and uh, you know it, it immediately yeah. spirals into all these bad things about myself and you have to just keep practicing it to get because I'm yeah. so defensive when oh. somebody starts like yeah. they'll, they'll come from a place of empathy and I my immediate reaction is to just put the walls up and be defensive and yeah. I'm still working on it and I'm still not perfect at it and I'm trying really really hard that when especially when somebody's giving me constructive criticism that I just sit or feedback and feedback I think yeah. is the word right the yeah. word we almost need to take sorry to interrupt you but we almost need to take criticism out of our dictionary yeah. mm-hmm. it's that feedback that's yeah you're right it is that and I I just think for so long as well and this kind of goes into what we we're talking about last week as well but when somebody came back with that feedback for me I would be so defensive and go straight in to like argue the point Whereas now what I'm trying to practice is patience and letting them speak and actually listening to what they're saying rather than straight off the bat being defensive. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you review that and you can take it on board and change something or you can carry on the yeah. way that you're going. But I think it is important to listen to it. Yeah, that's really interesting though because I've always found you to take feedback really well. Like I've always thought that you're really good at being like, okay, I understand that and challenge where challenge is needed. Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's, it's not fair to come across any other way. <laughs> but inside, <laughs> but isn't that the point? But even us, for as close as, as much as we know each other, you don't know what's going on inside someone else's head, you know, and how they're affected. Because yeah. we're also good at masking. Me, Danny, I like I am always in the pursuit of excellence. So I am <laughs> a dog with a bone when I want feedback. You know, the amount of times yeah. I'll be like to colleagues, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want the fluff. I want you to tell me what didn't work there, what went wrong. And actually, I have to hold back because where we've had a successful project, I'm straight into actually this happened yesterday because like we had like a successful piece of work and I, in my head I'm going right let's get our lessons learned long done let's get like, you're always like that straight away straight away like just straight into it because I like I guess I have what well, maybe other people might not think it's healthy but I have such a healthy relationship with my own development yeah my mindset my performance my team's performance because um I know they're great I know I'm great at stuff so it's like there's not that that same lack of confidence and Danny I have a lack of confidence in a lot of things you know that let's talk about money for (laughs) for one but when it comes to this that's why I asked you would you feel inside because I feel I built that muscle you know, I built yeah. that muscle of confidence up in this area. So let it be known to our listeners. It is possible. Um, yeah. It is possible because that wasn't always the case for me. Yeah, 
absolutely I 100% agree it's just you've got to keep hammering on at it so Dan before we um, move on I think it'd be really really helpful as well just to add into this conversation about how we value the things we do because what I've been working with a lot of people both in my team and um, mentees is valuing the way you think what you bring to the table rather than the work and this goes back to working class mindset as well when you're doing all the things and valuing yourself because of like the work you're actually doing in the minutes that you're working then you're going to burn out right because yeah. you just be working all the time and what I try and get people to do is take a step back and say right what what value do I bring when I give myself thinking time because I can guarantee you, every one of us, if we took out our walk every day, we'd come up with so many amazing ideas yeah. um, about how we can improve our work. And not saying that <laughs> everyone should go away for an hour walk. But the point is, is that we need to start thinking, right, what is the value I bring? Because it's not the doing of the doing of the doing of the mm. doing. It's yeah. the thinking, it's the intellect, it's the intelligence. Yeah. The passion, it's the, the team player you are. And um, I think which is great to just have a wee bit of a chat around that I don't yeah. know on it. do you know it's one of the things that's always resonated with me the most in our conversations Jill because I remember you saying to me once I've definitely been a victim of burnout and I definitely had I suppose like a little bit of a hero complex in around yeah. that oh that's I a good word yeah I did I had this hero complex where I'd be like coming in to save the day doing everything that needed to be done burning myself out like a martyr to the cause yeah. and like I used to think that meant success like the more you were working and like burning yourself to the ground that meant you were the best you were being really successful and I remember you turning around to me and saying you're paid for your mind not how many like tasks you can do and that has always stuck with me I remember sitting in with that and being like you're so right my employer does not pay me to do all these random bits of things that I'm constantly burning myself out for. Like he pays me for my mind and like what I bring to the table and contribute in our office. And that was a real mindset change for me. Like once I shifted that, yeah. I actually started looking at the day and we've talked about this before, like the day-to-day tasks and putting value against them. Yeah. And then thinking, what's the best like use of my time? Yeah. What's the thing that I can bring the most impact to my team today? Yeah. It's not all these random things that I used to do and burn myself out. I know, and it's so funny you say that because that value task that you describe is also one of the most impactful things I've done with mentees and team members before. Um, and just to like quite quickly go through what Danny's talking about there is you write down all the tasks you're doing. And you place a value against it on terms of the outcome. So the how valuable is what that piece of work achieves to the organizational goals, right? And once you've put down a value, you then put down the time that you spend on that task and you will see how much time that you are spending on low value things. Now, it's not as easy as just then cutting out the low value things because you'll have maintenance tasks that are required. So they might yeah. be low, low, um, low impact to the organizational goals, but they're necessary maintenance tasks for whatever reasons. Um, you might be working on a piece of communications and have spent three hours 
crafting a press release and get that out now that is valuable work right yeah. whereas if you'd like rush that out in half an hour then you're not going to have thought about the messaging the delivery yeah. the audience all the stuff that you think about like instinctively so yes understanding the value um, is really really important but it goes even a step further you know that I'm on my hobby horse for this one Dan. <laughs> yeah Looking at that list again and thinking how can I do better but with less and I am a slave to that thinking I read this book called essentialism a few years ago but you know what I'm like Danny every time I read a book everyone <laughs> in my life has book I probably sent you a it copy it is a very I, good book <laughs> I would love to go into my Amazon and see how many um how much money I've spent on sending books to other people that they don't actually <laughs> want to read just because I love it Anyway, the book is called Essentialism, and that's what he talks about, like what's essential, what's actually needing done. And so when you then build up the confidence to be secure in your job, look at the tasks that you're doing, think about the value of them, but then get to the point of being like, it's okay for me to work smarter. Like, why do I need to be a slave to like hours? If I can do a task to the desired quality that it needs to be done in half an hour, why would I then be spending three hours on it to justify what? Exactly. <laughs> to justify what? And I, I can't actually wait for us to get more into that kind of conversation and with our mentorship community about I don't just want women to be acing work. I want you to be smashing it and getting home and having an early night. Yeah, exactly. It, we need to we need to stop this be, being a martyr for the cause. I think I think there's there's definitely like the hustle culture has gone on for long enough yeah. and we're not about that lifestyle anymore well I but, certainly ain't. <laughs> Danny, you know this this other I think I can never remember the conversations we've had I think you said this in the last podcast that we have these conversations so often I can't remember <laughs> it but it was this um this quote or this woman speaking and she says you know me and my girls can run rings around them and I just love it I think that all the time you think you know I don't want us to be learning how to exist in a man's world, as Meryl Streep would put. It's about us creating the way that we know we can work, the way that we can juggle, the way that we can do things like smarter. Like, why would, why should we be doing things? Because that's the way that work has told us, you know, because... I mean, it's built for men. I want yeah. a workplace where I get to be creative and to collaborate and to have fun and still be excellent and still always strive for excellence. And I absolutely believe that that's attainable. I'm yeah. getting home to hang out with Callum and watch TV. <laughs> Occasionally so, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's probably us for today. I can hear the rain battering off my wrist. I know it's so windy. I forgot to tell you, there's like actually people in America listening to our podcast. Um, So hello, the people from US of A. (laughs) Hello from Scotland. And hello to everybody else that's listening. We have so loved having this conversation with you. And we would just really love to hear about the things that are coming up for you at work. So get in touch with us. Visit us on socials. Danny's always on our TikTok and our Instagram. So pop over, say hello, give us a follow. It's at Howdy Authenticity. We'll pop all the other details in the show notes and cannot wait to speak to you the next time. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. And that's where we wrap up for today. And if you're going to take anything from this episode, let it be taking control of your own workplace. 
happy, starting to think about what the ideal workplace situation is for you. So what is important to you? Get a bit of paper now and write it down. Is it flexibility? Is it having lots of holidays? Is it having a high paid job? Is it status? Is it work-life balance? Is it a specific location? And see when you understand that, you can start moving closer to it. Now, it's not easy to reshape your work, but it's also not as hard as you think because little by little, you can start moving in the right direction. Because one thing's for sure, if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for you. Oh, 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 oh,